I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Welcome to Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison. This is Dave Cribb. Ahoy, hoy, hoy. An extra hoy for you there for reasons I've not thought through. But uh, it's the new series slash season, if we're being English or American, isn't it? Yes, welcome to uh, series slash season four of Friends with Friends. Uh, we actually had a message the other day, Dave, from somebody, uh, I think she was Dutch, saying that ahoy, hoy is a common greeting in her in her homeland ah never neverland yeah exactly <laughs> um so shout out to everyone who's dutch so this is how it's gonna work despite these strange times we're not really doing anything different are we dave because you know we've recorded this in in isolation for quite some time yeah it's weird isn't it we had this idea to do sort of like the isolation lockdown episodes which we're going to call the bottle episodes after those episodes of sitcoms that are all set in one location like the one where no one's ready and we would like pick all the ones that are set in one location but then it's really just business as usual but no guests i guess so i guess as a listener you're getting 33 percent less products but also, it's free, so meh, weigh it up. <laughs> so stop moaning. <laughs> uh, to be clear, nobody has yet moaned. Uh, I'm just no. like, it's nice to preempt those things, isn't it? We've decided on a system, haven't we, for this season, Pete? Well, it's just the two of us. We'll discuss them. Obviously, normally, if you're uh, an old listener of the podcast, a guest would come on and choose their favourite episode of Friends. Um, yeah. This time, we're going to we've picked a couple each based on some very tenuous isolation sort of based themes which we'll go into in a minute and then after the first couple of episodes it's going to be over to you isn't it the dear listener to decide which episode you would like us to do next now at this point pete might have been worth us thinking of a system for this mightn't it uh, I mean, it's probably going to be based on some sort of tweets or Instagram comments. Yeah. So are we asking people, <laughs> is it going to be like the most popular episodes or is it like the best pitch? So like if you, why do you want us to do that episode? Maybe that's nice. Leave us a tweet being like, this is my favourite episode because... Yeah, uh, justify your choice. Yeah, it reminds me of my dog or it reminds me of when I lived in Barbados or, you know, <laughs> something like that. And then the best ones we will pick week by week. And then we will sort of dedicate each episode to the person that chose it. And me and Pete will just whiffle waffle about it. Do any of Friends episodes remind you of your dog? 
Um, no, and there's not that many dogs, are there, in Friends, to be fair? There's the one with Clank. Uh, Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi. Oh, yeah, well, no, I mean, hopefully it doesn't remind me of my dog. Um, no. Oh, yes, of course. Sorry, I just remembered <laughs> Chi-Chi best quite a dark end. Yes. Um, there's not that, it's not a dog-heavy show, to be fair, but there you go. Um, there might be other things. that That's just always my go-to thing. Does it remind you of your dog? But maybe not. Maybe you don't even have a dog. That's fine, too. That feels like a good place to, to wrap up our intro. Sometimes the new season, it's like the new sporting season, is that everyone's finding their feet again, finding their legs, remembering how they used to do this. Um, sort of just getting gently back into the rhythm of the podcast, Pete. But Getting back into form. Back into form. We're all a bit achy. We've all not aired our legs. Aired our legs? Stretched our legs? Aired our... Oh, God. <laughs> It's 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 a good start. I'm happy with it. It could have been worse. It could have been better, and that is very much the motto we live by on friends by friends on, on friends with friends. I got the name of the podcast wrong for fuck's sake. Let's all air our legs and listen to friends with friends. <laughs> Well, we started, didn't we, trying to pick some episodes based on sort of isolation or based on situations in Friends where they were trapped in a certain thing. And then we very quickly realised, one by one, that the perfect ones were, for example, obviously the one where no one's ready, where they're all in the apartment. Obviously the blackout, where they're all trapped because of, very, you know, because of the blackout in various places. There was the one with the morning after where Ross and Rachel break up and the four friends are all trapped in Monica's bedroom. Basically, we've done them all, haven't we? <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, so if, uh, we've instead resorted to, for this episode, Dave... Well, we've resorted to, and that makes it sound bad, because this is a very good episode, I realised, I'm watching it back. And the reason we've now chosen it is because they're sort of trapped very briefly for a bit at the start of it, at the end. <laughs> it's not it's not great, if I'm honest. But it Hang is, on, I can't remember where they're trapped. They're trapped. And I've just watched it. <laughs> when they get to the beach, they are trapped inside because it's raining. It's really, oh, yeah, okay. it's really okay. loose. It's really <laughs> loose. I think in my head what I I thought when I when I suggested it that it was that was a bigger part of the plot line you know like they want to go to the weekend at the beach uh, they get there and the weather's dreadful all weekend so they can't go outside uh, turns out it's the first night isn't it really? yes just very very briefly the first night and then they all go swimming in the sea Phoebe goes off to meet her mum like it just all carries on as normal but there you go do you know what we've watched it now so what are you gonna do and so the, so the episode we've uh gone for if you haven't worked it out by me just basically saying the entire thing so far is uh season three episode 25 the one at the beach the one at the beach pete the one at the beach the season three finale as well yes and the final finale uh that was only a, a normal episode length it was weird i was expecting to sit down for an hour for the finale but it wasn't until they're normally longer yeah in london like from london onwards the finale oh, yeah, two parts aren't they two parters yeah vegas and all that sort of stuff and the weddings and all that you know it's all two parters after that but this was just like a classic 22 minute um we'll begin as we always do by reading the wikipedia synopsis just in case you haven't watched it recently which is probably likely as this is the first episode back and we haven't really told you what we're going to be talking about um it's one of the ones on wikipedia pete i'll be honest where i'd say this is too long a synopsis and someone hasn't really been able to boil it down take a deep breath i'll rattle through 
Chandler tries proving to Monica that he is boyfriend material. The gang go to Montark for the weekend, but their borrowed beach house is filled with sand, so they play strip happy days game with Joey losing badly. Rachel and Ross flirt until Bonnie expectedly shows up. Meanwhile, Phoebe meets the woman, also named Phoebe, who knew her parents. She suspects the elder Phoebe knows more than she's telling. Phoebe breaks into elder Phoebe's house looking for information about her father. Elder Phoebe catches her. This is just like literally scene by scene, isn't it? Then confesses she's Phoebe's birth mother. Ross discovers Rachel still loves him and they might want to get back together. He must choose between her and 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 the way they've described it on Wikipedia and sex crazy and newly bald Bonnie. Um, so <laughs> I mean, it is quite apt. It's just yes, um, yes. Those aren't, I'm sure, her only qualities. Uh, no, but they do really lean on um, her sexuality, don't they? And her uh, just like we'll go into this in a bit more detail. Every time she basically is involved in this episode in particular. It's only sex-based, isn't it? That's it. Yes, yeah, yeah, about her appearance and sex-based chat. Yes, and sexual experiences and, yes, all this sort of stuff. So, But, yeah, so, look, let's start at the beginning. We've got the three plots we always like to work through one by one. Um, the sort of three and a half plots, I'd say, because the beach is kind of an overriding half plot, isn't it, just in general? Uh, let's start with... Let's start with Monica and Chandler. Yeah, because let's be honest... Not loads to say about this, is there? No, but it is a case of, well, it's essentially establishing Chandler and Monica as a possibility, isn't it? Which obviously season four all builds towards them in London. So this is the first time that their possible relationship is really kind of teed up, isn't it? And it comes about from a worst comes to worst, I'll be your boyfriend is something Chandler says, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like really good Chandler um, phase, I think. It's like proper, just like Chandler zinger, zinger, zinger. So it's like they're having that conversation at Central Perk. Strangely, outside Central Perk. Yes, I noted that down. It's very, well, it turns out being because they're waiting to be picked up, isn't it? But still, it's odd to see them sat outside. Yeah, you just don't, in my head, there aren't tables outside central perk but there you go a little bit of alfresco coffee why not <laughs> and um but so so monica sort of rejects chandler emphatically doesn't she um yeah she finds the idea of them being together like funny she thinks he's joking doesn't she yeah and he's like you laughed a little too hard um there's some really funny lines uh, and then uh, she tries to do that sort of matey punch thing and he's got that line of okay so we've established my name and hit me um and there's like some just like this whole episode actually is and this is just that phase of seasons of friends i think where the, there's so many jokes in this episode just like gag 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 all the way through and it's so great to go back and watch it because i haven't watched this for a long time monica and chandler it becomes a bit of an ongoing thing well it, it comes up right at the end of the episode doesn't it yeah, it's kind of weird. So it starts strongly, and then it's just a little bit of a sprinkled Goes scene here and there. It, yeah, in the middle, it's just every now and then he'll be like, "Do you want to be my girlfriend yet?" Or you know, "I'd be a good boyfriend?" Question mark. And she's like, "Nah." But it's not. It doesn't really go through. But then the very final, like post-credit sequence, is that odd one where Chandler keeps knocking on the door, and then he gets on his knees and does the, you know, probably quite problematic um, impression at that point. Which is also quite an odd way to end a whole season of Friends. <laughs> yeah. Because you've sort of left it on the cliffhanger, which we'll come back to in a bit. Uh, but there is this cliffhanger moment. And then you've got Chandler on his knees doing an impression outside the front door. Yeah, it's very... That's a really good point. Because all the season finales in the future, they tend to just... There's the cliffhanger. Then the, the th- three names come up. And then they just play the theme tune, don't they? And show them dancing in the fountain at the end. They're like, yeah, guys, cliffhanger. Absolutely. You fucking wait. 
but we have this weird cliffhanger and then <laughs> just this odd, odd sequence, which... Maybe they learned their lesson with this ending and felt, <laughs> well, we're never doing that again. Yeah, do you reckon there was like an executive, a network executive note going, <laughs> Did what we? is this? mean to end <laughs> the entire season on Matthew Perry doing a problematic impression on his knees? Uh, probably not. Um, but yeah, but that's basically all there is to this plot, isn't it? There's not much more. It is, like you say, sowing the seeds, but, like, very, very gently sowing the seeds because Monica is not interested. Yeah, and then, eventually, the first episode of season four is the whole jellyfish sting incident, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Which isn't the best foundation for a blossoming relationship to no. have to pee on someone's <laughs> leg. Um, I haven't personally used that as a flirting technique in the past. Oh, mate, Soho on a Tuesday night, I tell you. <laughs> um, less said about that. <laughs> no, to be fair, have you ever? Have you ever I mean, it's a, what? What a weird question to be having to bring what are you up. Ask me? Have you ever peed on anyone at all for medical <laughs> for medical reasons? I mean, <laughs> for no reason have I ever. <laughs> Uh, other than when I was a baby, probably my parents. Oh, yeah, sure, 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 yeah. Um, other than that, no, I haven't. No, I, you? I, I, no, 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 absolutely not. But I realised it was accidentally a real deep dive into your sort of uh, sexual habits, which I didn't mean. I meant <laughs> I meant on the sort of jellyfish vibe, you know? Uh, if you've peed on someone in a rabbit life, please tweet us. It's friendswf. <laughs> This podcast, this is a, the person that complains about our use of language on the quizzes, which is worth yes. bringing up very briefly now. We have this thing and we don't know, I genuinely don't even know if she listens or not, um, but um, she complained, didn't she, after the first, we've been doing these weekly quizzes on Instagram, on our Instagram at FWFpod, and after the first one, she, did she write to us and say, really enjoyed the quiz, but basically... We had a message and it said um, basically that they didn't appreciate the drinking that we were doing and the swearing, which I don't think, I don't, I mean, I don't think we swear that much, do we? It's not particularly sweary or offensive, I don't think, but no. But but every week she has come back to play the quiz, right? Yes. And then left some sort of comment in the midway sort of going, what's your language or something? Yes. Is it one of our mums? Mm. If if this per- Dave, if this person's listening, what do yeah. we say? Just I'm just interested, just interested. Um, and could I request permission for this Friday's quiz for us to talk about uh, people who pee on each other whilst having sex? Is that <laughs> taking it too far? I don't know. Hard to tell. Uh, they're not coming back, are they? <laughs> they fucked off. <laughs> So, right, so we've done Monica and Chandler, really. Sort of ticked that one off. Yeah, that was quite brief, wasn't it? Easy in and out. I guess they're sort of caught up in the sort of overarching plot, which we should cover before we move on to the the two big ones. So the overarching thing of them sort of all going to the beach, um, it's very, it all happens very quickly. I feel like in the other finales, there's real plans put in place quite often, you know, to go to London or to Barbados. You know, they're like, oh, it's a big deal. But this at the start of this episode, Phoebe basically just walks in and goes, oh, I found out where that woman lives. So I guess we're all going to the beach this weekend, are we? And they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. That's That seems normal. Um, but I guess that's part of the not having any other friends or any other things to do uh, of their social circle. Also, this is a very minor plot point. So minor, in fact, that it's very odd that it even happens. Yeah. 
the the flooding of the beach house, um, it, which essentially just turns the beach house into a giant sandpit, doesn't it? Yeah, I... it, nothing else is damaged. No, it's just somehow brought in an absolute shitload of sand, which also is really wet when they arrive, and then about two minutes later in the episode is completely dry. <laughs> So, but this is what I wondered. So they walk in, there's sand everywhere, and they sort of go, oh, yeah, they said there'd be flood damage. But that's not flood. That, is that how flood damage works? That you end up with a giant sand pit in your house and, like you say, everything else is just normal? Well, if something floods, if a house floods, then it's not just, like, the floor that gets covered. Like, it gets into the walls, doesn't it? Mm. Like, it, it takes so long for it to dry. Oh, God, we're, what, 20 minutes into an episode and I'm talking about... <laughs> Walls. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome um, back. Have you missed us? <laughs> so, but it takes ages to dry. You hear stories about houses taking ages to dry out. So this beach. Oh, you do with those stories, aren't they? <laughs> wild, wild stories. Anyone would think I worked in local radio. <laughs> um, but you surely, yeah, surely, like the whole place would be destroyed if it is brought in that much sand. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely some. Slight inconsistencies there. But hey, who are we to question it? Because it sets up that funny scene where Joey gets buried as a mermaid. Yes. Which yes. I think is really all it was there for in the first place. That's that's the only real payoff of it, isn't it? And But we're led to believe that Joey sleeps there all night. <laughs> yes, in like, position. Yeah, he, without moving to dislodge the sand body of the mermaid. Yeah, he fell asleep after the game of Strip Happy Days, mm. basically naked, and they covered him in sand to, to keep him warm. And then... They're all like, oh, the next day, he's still there. Of course he is. The um, strip poker slash strip. So the strip poker thing is weird, isn't it? That suddenly it just becomes this character trait of Joey, which does make sense within his thing. But he's suddenly really keen. Like, this is such a tight-knit group, isn't it? It's like almost like going on holiday with your family. Yeah. And it's it's the fact that he is, as you say, unsurprisingly, but uncomfortably keen to get his friends naked. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really including odd. including the men, which for a famed womanizer is an odd thing to be so keen to do. Yeah, the whole thing, and also in a in a in a in a group that contains a brother and sister, like <laughs> what a weird the fact that they even agree to play strip happy days when there's literally a brother and sister they're playing is just be beyond comprehension, really, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously the nice little punchline to this bit is that they all target joey i mean they are all fully clothed but for monica's trousers aren't yes they? exactly and it's just all joey 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 which is very very funny and he acts this really well there's some really nice moments in the whole sequence actually when they choose to play strip poker when so that he's obviously joey's been saying strip poker strip poker and it's like no 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 and then phoebe comes back doesn't she and goes right i'm gonna close my eyes and point at whoever i point at yeah. has to choose an activity and she lands on chandler and the way Matthew Perry delivers that line, he's like, we should all play strip poker, is <laughs> so great. It really made me laugh. Um, but that is, I mean, this is part of the Bonnie thing, which we'll come on to, but Bonnie does enter the scene during this game in the in, in quite a sexually aggressive way, doesn't she? She basically strips half her clothes off and is like, cool, I'll catch up. I watched this episode as a standalone episode, and I couldn't remember much about Bonnie in the run-up to this episode. Like, where where's she come from? Yeah, so she's Phoebe's friend, isn't she? she that, that, that used to shave her head. I think uh, Phoebe comes in and says to Rachel, hey, my friend, do you mind if I set my friend up with Ross? 
and Ra- in the in the aftermath of their breakup, and Rachel's like, "Oh, that's a bit weird." Which one's Bonnie again? And Phoebe goes, "The one that shaves her head." And Rachel's like, "Oh yeah, of course, that's fine." Yeah. And then I the whole now, thing yeah. being that then they set her up, and she is not bald anymore. She's got a long, you know, long blonde hair, and is really hot, and that's the problem, you know. So that's yeah. That's so she's been knocking about for a while. Uh, yeah, I reckon she was in two or three episodes. Couple of episodes, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So yeah, so she she she's very confident within the group, isn't she? So she she does. She walks in. They're playing strip puppy day. She's like, oh cool, I'll catch up. Takes her shirt off, straight down to bra, in she pops. That's basically what Joe was after for this whole time, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. His his aim was to to get his friend's girlfriend naked. <laughs> it, it's weird that we do say it like that, and then but there is a joke that he makes later on when there's the whole palaver, <laughs> isn't there? And and Ross is trying to choose between Bonnie and Rachel, and Joey basically goes, "So if you choose Rachel tonight, can I hit on Bonnie?" That's basically what he says. He makes attempts to be supportive, and and, and it sounds like he's going to say something useful, and then it obviously diverts quite quickly to he just wants to get with Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we talk about Ross, Bonnie, and Rachel then for the time being? Yes. Okay. So, oh, where to where to begin? It's not. It's not good. This is not great. Ross behavior, is it? Well, it isn't, and also I don't think it's great behavior from a few of them because it, right at the start of this episode Rachel is obviously disgruntled about the fact that Bonnie's even there and her criticism of Bonnie is oh, she capable of talking about anything but sex which I think is quite a harsh criticism coming from this lot yes no that's absolutely fair I mean it's all just born out of jealousy isn't it but it is there's a very like overtly sexual opening isn't it where Chandler's just being a horrible uh, stereotypical man perv Going, yeah, going, wanting to know oh, about, your, yeah, your first experiences with a girl was it? Tell me about that, you know, is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's just the whole cold open, yeah, basically. That's pretty much it, yeah. Um, but Bonnie is is really reveling in it, isn't she? She's she's enjoying this uh, role that she's playing within the group. Do we like Bonnie? Do you know? So right, here's the really interesting thing. I think I remember watching this when it was first on, and feeling like Bonnie was getting in the way of Ross and Rachel, like in that kind of way where you get invested in the friends and the stories and you want them to be all working out. And I, I do remember quite vividly when Bonnie shows up at the beach thinking, oh, oh Bonnie, yeah, root, yeah, some spanner in the works type vibe. And there is that groan from studio audience as well. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, she's, oh, God, she's back. But having watched it back, I was really pro Bonnie watching this. Maybe it's either because I'm a boring grown-up now or because... I was watching it, the episode in isolation or whatever it was, but I was really siding with Bonnie and I was like, oh, here she is. Of course, that's so nice. She finished work early. She got a train up to her boyfriend's like thing that he obviously had invited her to. Wants to be involved. Yeah, wants to be involved. Is really throwing herself into the group dynamic. Like, great, really pro Bonnie and she gets treated appallingly. And the only one of the group that doesn't like her is the one who wants to be with her boyfriend. Correct. Uh, but the problem here, uh, so, so Rachel's not behaving great, obviously. She's really encouraging this stuff from Ross, isn't she? She's chasing him around. She's painting his nails. Um, they're, they're definitely, there's definitely Some a lot pretty of... pretty heavy, heavy petting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of problematic so play stuff. play fight as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The play fights and all that sort of stuff. But 
it's not this isn't this isn't on Rachel this is all on Ross who is behaving like an absolute bell like he basically within moments of them arriving at the beach house propositions Rachel for sex Do you remember he's he's um Rachel yes. says can I paint your nails she's like I painted them once before and he's like well if that's the rule this weekend and it's like what what and also does a bit of uncomfortable man spreading of his legs at that point yeah it's really weird <laughs> but you're right the rest of them are absolutely why are they not just going what about that girlfriend you've got ross they're just all going oh yeah ross and rachel oh it's classic in it and monica's doing the same sort of thing and there's a bit later on isn't there where uh, they're flirting at the strip happy days game rachel yeah, totally flirting with you yeah and they're all getting really excited and and at no point does, for example, Monica take any umbrage with the fact that her brother is acting like an absolute dick to his girlfriend. Or does Phoebe get annoyed that her friend Bonnie is right. being mugged off? Exa- exactly this. Yes, it's, it's, it's really quite weird. Like, Rachel's also, like, fanning the flames, like I say, you know, oh, I'm just making margaritas, like when he says, are you trying to get me drunk? Um, but as previously discussed, this is not on her, really. Like, she probably shouldn't be making those moves on him. But he's got a girlfriend, and this is him just being like, what are you absolutely doing? Yeah, so I think we can quite conclusively decide that Bonnie equals not that bad at all. No, big fan of Bonnie, mate. That's what I'd say. I'm on Team Bonnie here. Uh, She gets treated appallingly. And so, so when all this spins out, right... There's the moment where Ross and... And obviously, we know there's a lot of history between Ross and Rachel, and ultimately we're siding with Ross and Rachel as the friends, fans, and viewers. We want them to be happy together because we don't really know Bonnie, blah, blah, blah. But Ross and Rachel basically have this chat where they're like, oh, we're still in love with each other, are we? And Ross then says, "Uh, so what, do you want to get back together? He's like, his girlfriend's just having a swim, like, (laughs) about 20 yards away. Rachel doesn't really know what she wants as well because she says yes, no, maybe, doesn't she, basically? She doesn't have a conclusive answer to that. So you'd think you'd sort of make your mind up about yeah. what you wanted before you started trying to steal someone's boyfriend? Yeah, there's a lot of confusion here, isn't there? Oh, like Ross doesn't even say anything like, oh my God, why are you saying this now when I've got a girlfriend? Or what about Bonnie? Or like, he literally goes, what, you still love me? Do you want to get back together? And it's like, okay, poor old, poor old Bonnie. And actually that situation is quite similar to when he's with Julie. And he says to her, you have no right to tell me you feel that way because I'm with Julie, essentially. Right. And then he's with Bonnie and she essentially does the same thing. And Ross doesn't have a problem with it. Here's an interesting uh, little tidbit I noticed. Rachel basically sabotages Julie and Bonnie's hair. So do you remember the episode where Phoebe's cutting Monica's oh, hair? yeah. And it's the Dudley Moore, Demi Moore confusion. And at the end, um, there's that whole joke about Phoebe's going to cut Julie's hair and she says she wants it to be Andy McDowell. Yes. But, but Rachel's like, no, that's not Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell isn't the one from Four Legs and a Funeral. She's the one from Planet of the Apes which is Roddy McDowell, I think, off the top of my head, but I would have to check that. Um, uh, but yeah, like, well, some uh, interesting behaviour going on here from Rachel, basically going, oh, you got an attractive girlfriend, cool, let's maim her. She doesn't just shave her head, she 
completely shaves her head to the like right down to skin doesn't she yeah well you so you shaved your head last week and this is what i would expect to see when people are like i've shaved my head just short hair i mean things are easier when you've shaved your head because she well that's what she says isn't she bonnie says oh it's so much easier when i used to shave my head that's where it's revealed yeah and then uh i i would completely agree with that i mean it takes me no time at all to, to i was gonna say get ready to get ready for my busy day of doing naff all at home my busy day of peeing on people <laughs> please let's not make it that's that's not <laughs> that's gonna become the thing no, absolutely. This is like oh, when we do our quizzes on Instagram, Pete. You, you've started taking uh, offence at the fact that people are calling you Fun Pete because when you've had a couple of gins, people are implying that you're a bit, a bit tipsy and out Incapable of control. Incapable of being fun unless <laughs> I have a drink. Yeah. The other thing is that at work, there's a regular um, listener who gets in touch and calls himself Fishy Pete. And I, I like that keeps being said. And I had to point out to someone that I wasn't Fishy Pete the other day. And then also you've got Toy Story where the bad guy in Toy Story 2 is called what, Dave? Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete. So Funny. it's Fishy Pete, Stinky Pete. And fun Pete. Fun Pete. Out of the three, mate, you've done all right to get off with Fun Pete. Just let me be me, all right? <laughs> Pencil. An actor of my experience, you just get run dry. A podcast sitcom with Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. I played, I played Edmund Gilder and he played Fanny Snatch. The Observer called it a lovely thing. Wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. I'm not having any more of this. I need you to pull me off immediately. Heavy Pencil from Great Big Owl. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. So the whole thing comes down to this big cliffhanger, doesn't it? So Rachel by now has made her absolute dick move and basically gone, shave your head. Interesting how both Ross and all the rest of the friends, like, but Ross especially, who is in a relationship with this woman, immediately changes his entire opinion of the woman because she's shaved her head. Would you break up with someone if they shaved their head? 
I'd like to think not. I'd like to think that, like, that the scenes are that we see once she's shaved her head, she's like, do you want to come down to the beach? And, and, and he's basically making excuses like, oh, God, no, I don't want to even be near you. I don't even want to look at you. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, that's the behaviour that we're getting here. And it's, it's really a strange t- turnaround for someone that you're in a relationship with. And also, regardless of her hair, she's an incredibly beautiful woman as well. Incredibly beautiful, clearly fun. They clearly get along on every other level. So what the bloody hell's going on here? Why is he suddenly just like, oh, my God, she is repulsive, guys. Um, very peculiar. Um, so, yeah, that's one for the old Ross no, 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 no pile. Then Rachel and Ross kiss, uh, which they only really stop kissing when Chandler and Joey do that that sitcom entrance where they're having a conversation and walking into a room, well, out of the house in this case, where they're having a kiss and then it's like, no, Joey, I don't want to play strip poker for practice or whatever. And the fact that she then sort of slinks off and, well, this is all building towards the cliffhanger of the not only episode, but season, isn't it? It's the which room is Ross going to go to? Is he going to go upstairs and go see Rachel and patch things up with her? Or is he going to go to Bonnie, leave Rachel and, you know, yeah. carry on going out with his bold girlfriend? Yeah. Um, which it has to be said, I watched the episode that was after this, therefore season four, episode one. Oh, yeah. Uh, that cliffhanger falls on its ass because the <laughs> dramatic who's going to be inside the room who's he just said hello to behind the slightly ajar door yeah. uh, turns out that they're both in the same room anyway yeah yeah it's a real strange one isn't it it's Cop um, out, that is. <laughs> yeah also just on a very technical level pete it's always annoyed me that at the end of season three he goes in says hi and closes the door <laughs> behind him and then when we yeah. see it from the other side just leaves the door open yeah, and says hello differently as well. Yeah, yeah they just reshot it. Just do it while you're there, lads. It's absolutely fine. You can do that. Uh, but yeah, this is the whole cliffhanger, isn't it? He's choosing the door. Obviously, it all falls on his ass. Um, and and that's and that's where we leave the episode, isn't it? With Ross making that decision, and it is quite a um, yeah, like quite a strange puncture of a of a cliffhanger with the Monica and Chandler scene after it. Uh, interestingly, interesting fact. Do you want an interesting fact, Pete? Of course I do. You know that Bonnie, once she's shaved her head, uh, is wearing that towel around her neck? Yes. That's just because it's hiding her hair. So she's got like one of those bald caps on. Ah, of course it would be, wouldn't it? And all yeah, her long blonde hair is just yeah. under, running down her neck. So yeah, a lot of sort of, when you watch it back with that knowledge, you're like, she's sort of very unnaturally wearing that towel and holding it in place. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so the Phoebes. We're on to the Phoebes, aren't we, to round this episode off. Here, I'd like to do a sort of weird friends moment alarm. Did you notice the weird thing that happened at the very start of the episode? Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. So Phoebe comes into Central Perk and is like, guys, I found this woman that knew my mum and dad. Great. Ooh, ah." shows this photo. And I can't remember what the context is. But um, she goes, yeah, apparently my mum, my dad and this woman were BFFs. Yes, I noted this down. Did they invent BFFs? Right, that is exactly what I was thinking. And then they all look confused. And she Exactly, goes, none of the others know what it means. Yeah, and she goes, best friends forever. That is wild, if that is the genesis of BFF. And I've had a little scooch around on the old World Wide Web. Um, yeah, it's, it's not conclusive, but there's no real evidence to suggest that it was very prevalent before that. Well, yeah, most of the references to it are all within sort of millennial social media context that is wild though isn't it that is imagine inventing a thing like that flipping heck well done friends 
Well done, whoever wrote that. That has carried through. Well, that's carried through to today, hasn't it? Oxford American Dictionary says origin 1996. What, Friends? It doesn't reference Friends. Well, that is the year this was this was out, right? So, yeah. I, uh, oh, my God. Phoebe Buffay invented... <gasps> and BFF, when written down, looks a bit like Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> what an easter egg Buffet. all coming together isn't it there you go so there you go that was i was just uh, on watching it back for the first time in ages i was like oh my days this is actually a really nice couple of scenes with phoebe and her mother isn't it like what this is one of the uh, i've definitely watched it a hundred times but really watching it for this podcast and watching phoebe's mum's acting if the knowledge that she knows she's her mum. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't know this as the viewer the first time, so she just seems like she's acting a bit strangely and erratically, but her acting is so great. She's so, like, overwhelmed and confused and doesn't, you know, just everything's coming right at her because this woman's just turned up on her front door, I guess. Which also, having not really known too much about her, the actor's name, she's called Terry Gar. I've been on her Wikipedia. Oh, my God, her CV is amazing. Hit me. So she was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Sure. Um, as like one of the main parts. She was in Francis Ford Coppola's The Conversation and Young Frankenstein. She got nominated for an Oscar for Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. And then she's been in like Martin Scorsese's films and stuff. Like it is no surprise that she is brilliant in this episode because she has got an amazing Hollywood CV. Probably a lot of film uh, aficionados listening going, yes, obviously we know who that is, you absolute pair of idiots. She's bloody great. Anyway, that line where she says, I could make sangria, is so funny. <laughs> also, the whole, um, one of my favourite moments in this episode was when Phoebe breaks into the apartment, doesn't she, or the house? Yeah. And says, sorry, I was try not to make any noise and she says then don't break in <laughs> yeah it's so good isn't it so yeah so phoebe breaks in because phoebe's cancelled on phoebe but phoebe's suspicious of phoebe so phoebe decides to break into phoebe's house but then gets caught by phoebe that's what happens isn't it yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah just to catch up if you haven't seen it that very uh confusion free uh plot summary um then there's a weird reference to chuck mangione in the picture that phoebe thinks is her dad um, the weird thing, actually, I noticed a little oddity in the first meeting of the Phoebes is just after she says that sangria line, Phoebe, the mum, says there's cookies on the counter. And then Phoebe Buffet walks over and, like, takes a cookie, like, takes a... a Helps herself, yeah. Yeah, but takes a dog jar from, like, a oh. weird bit of the kitchen. She just goes straight to the biscuit jar, basically. It's like, what a weird... It's not, like, an obvious biscuit jar. It's a dog well, immediately she's made to feel strangely comfortable because uh, Phoebe Senior is on the phone, isn't she, when Phoebe Junior knocks on the door. Yeah. Uh, and despite the fact that she is a, essentially a total stranger at this point, uh, Phoebe Senior invites her in while she finishes her phone call. Right. So there's that, and then there's the helping herself to cookies bit, and, uh, of course, the... The promise to refill her ice cube trays. There's this strange sort of familiarity between them, which perhaps is inevitable because they are actually mother and daughter. Yes. Um, but we don't actually, having said that, this is such a big moment in Phoebe's life, but it kind of gets 
pushed to one side, doesn't it? We don't. See, there's the moment where she says, "I'm your mother," and then she says, and then she uses the word "floopy," which is basically like the scientific proof that they are mother and daughter. You know, it's like, oh, she said "floopy," guys. Absolutely, we're, we're really buying into this now. But that's it. That's the last we hear of it, and then the rest of it comes in in the next episode of season four. Which also, that's a an interesting choice of focus for a finale episode as well because it's obviously considered quite significant that phoebe is going to discover the identity of her mother and yet as you say it kind of gets brushed away a bit yeah it's really weird i was watching it back going okay so she's because i obviously remember what happens after that but all all that happens when you're watching this in 1996 or whatever is you she goes i'm your mother and then it cuts to ross and rachel and let's face it a less interesting storyline. Like, yeah. that's a really cool, interesting bit of narrative going on there. And they're just like, okay, well, we know she's a mother now. And I was like, no, more details. I need to know this. What? What? What, what the fuck's happening? Like, why just also, leave that for us for four months to guess? Another mad thing about this is that when Phoebe Jr. does do the, the essentially, burgling, the first thing she does when she's in the house is open the fridge and she's just got her head in the fridge when Phoebe Senior wakes up and Phoebe Senior's choice of defence weapon, did you notice what it was? Is it a frying pan? It's a coat hanger. A coat hanger. (laughs) Which I I imagine if you whack someone with a coat hanger, it would hurt, but Ah. probably not going to save your life against an angry burglar. No, I I wouldn't say a coat hanger is going to be much defence at all, is it? Um, I imagine she doesn't get burgled much, to be fair, on the remote beach of well, quite the New York State. But um, but yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. That her, it's her head in the fridge because she's refilling the ice cube trays. Is that the vibe? Well, I thought that, but she she just sort of has her head in the. Fr- it's 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 a moment of um, not really acting too much and just waiting for the the, the other thing to happen. Yeah. <laughs> she just basically has her head in a fridge, and that's it. Smell the fridge acting. Um, yes, exactly. So uh, yeah, so that's that's it, and then we then it's left there, and we're we're left to wait until much later to to find out what happens. Which is, I'd say, if anything, the real cliffhanger. It's, I'd have I'd have favoured that being a the actual season cliffhanger. You know, mm. it's quite an underwhelming. It, it I, I think this episode is made to end up looking quite underwhelming by the one that follows it. Yes, right. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. All the best. Goodbye. Um, but I mean, in all seriousness, we've, we've really covered the episode there, haven't we? <laughs> yes, we have, haven't we? But we do have some important points to make because there's a bit of a call to action to people, isn't there, about... Uh, please do suggest some episodes that you would like us to look at. Yeah, so, right, okay, let's come on. We can do this, Pete. We haven't made the proper plan, but we can do this live on the podcast. Here's the thing. You can either go to our Twitter, at FriendsWF, our Instagram, at FWFPod, or our Facebook, facebook.com slash FriendsPod, I think it is, um, which is just our little way of keeping you all on your toes with three different uh, bits of branding. You are welcome. Um, what do we want people to do? People want them to suggest an episode that we haven't already covered. That's crucial. So you might want to ch- check the old back catalogue. Suggest the episode you would like us to talk about on this season during lockdown. Give us your like two or three sentence pitch. One sentence is fine. Basically, why you have picked it in the way that the guests do when they come on our podcast. And then, yeah, we'll pick one each week um, to, to knit an answer about, won't we? And also, if you are particularly bored... And you suggest your 
episode and you would like to compose the quiz for the end of the episode uh, with some attention to detail based oh, questions, please great. do do that. You are very welcome to set Dave and I the questions and we will do that. That's a really good idea. Thanks. I thought so that off you... the top of my head as well, Dave. Yeah, that's really Didn't even plan good. that. Well done, mate. Thanks. Really good, really good. You'll have to send it us in some sort of format that means we can't cheat, like all the questions in one message, and then like yeah, a big a big gap or something, so we don't look down or you know that sort of thing. Like loads of returns, loads of line breaks or whatever it is. What's it called? Loads of carriage returns. Weird. Is that what they call processing reference? Yeah, off of the olden days. If you do have time, and if you feel like it would enhance your pitch. You're welcome to send us a message with a voice note in it. Send us a little a little voice note being like, Hey guys, my episode's this. This is why I like it. Uh, love the podcast. If you say that, it's more likely to get picked. You know, that sort of thing. Basically, the more effusive you are with your praise for us and the podcast, maybe that's just all we're after, isn't it, Pete? Just people to val- validate us. Yeah, just, just be nice about us. And finally, I think it's the last thing to mention until we remember something else uh, if you're listening to this before friday the 1st of may 2020 so basically if you're really keen and you've listened to this podcast within the first couple of days of it being out this episode at least um join us for a quiz on friday the 1st of may at 8 p.m at british summertime that is uh if you go to fwf pod on instagram we're doing a quiz eight o'clock oh uh, eight o'clock Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, Peter. I'll see you at eight o'clock on Friday. We're recording this quite late at night by our standards, yeah, so I are. think I'm tired. Uh, we're recording it at, what is it? It's nearly 10 o'clock, actually. 10 o'clock. Um, so, yeah, at eight o'clock on <laughs> Friday. Oh, I don't fucking know. Just join us for a quiz. Until further notice as well, I think we'll probably be doing these quizzes on Friday nights, every Friday night, 8pm on the old Instagram. So uh, whilst lockdown is going on <clears throat> and whilst we don't run out of questions... Um, even if we do run out of questions, Pete, maybe we'll just do Instagram lives and, and meet up every Friday because it's it's really nice, isn't it? Um, anyway, so yes, uh, Friday nights we'll be doing the quiz at eight o'clock GMT, British summertime, whatever it is, uh, like three p.m. East Coast time. Sorry, three o'clock. Um, right, see you next week, Pete. Goodbye. Da- no, see you on Friday. Well, no, that's a yeah. No, <laughs> see you on Friday. <laughs> Podcast wise, <sighs> we'll be here next week. I think we're going a bit mad. I think that's absolutely what happened. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. 
Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.